there's a difference between oops I fell and I'm wallowing in I'm, I'm putting mud on me and I'm just swimming in the mud I'm just swimming in the mud backstroking in the mud I like the mud there's difference in that and in oh my goodness I'm dirty again oh let me find something to wash me off let me find something to wash me off one is comfortable and the other one is not Well, praise the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello, this is Pastor Mark A. Stroud, and I greet you once again in that wonderful name of Jesus. We give him praise today, and I thank you for joining me for another episode of Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, as you know, we've been in a series entitled The Final Call. Today's episode is part number three of that series. It is subtitled, Jesus Will Make You Free. And we are so grateful to the Lord for this wonderful message. Jesus will make you free. And one question we ask is, free from what? Well, we're going to discover that today and a whole lot more. But first, I want to remind you to join us on the web at www.kingdomrock.org. You can download the Kingdom Rock app, become our friend on Facebook, subscribe to YouTube, or follow us on Twitter, and so much more right there at KingdomRock.org. And you can hear today's message in its entirety just by going to the website. You will be marvelously blessed, and we're so grateful that you decided to come over and check us out. All right, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled, Jesus Will Make You Free right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Uh, Here again, let's go ahead and start with the subject entitled The Final Call. This will be part number three. And uh, we're going to start here in the book of John, John 8. Uh, We're going to look at verse number 12. And then I'm going to read verses 28 through 36. We're starting at verse 12 for a reason. Now remember, now we this is the third part in this series. So we've looked at John 8 several times. We're going to look back here today. So if you want to hear the, uh, the rest of the messages, just go online to our website or uh, click on the Kingdom Rock app, download it, and you can get all the uh, materials there. So today we're going to speak from the subtitle of Jesus Will Make You Free. Jesus will make you free. Now, this is so much information here uh, that the Lord is giving. Um, we're standing under a waterfall. Just this message may take two or three parts, I'm not sure, but we'll just follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. Is that all right? All right, let's look. John 8, verse 12 says this. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. We understand that the Lord Jesus spoke this after the, after the encounter with the Pharisees and scribes. They brought the woman called in adultery, right? The Lord told them, let him that is without sin cast the first stone at her. And so everybody left. He said, um, she, he asked the, the woman the question, has no man condemn you? She said, no man, Lord, then neither do I go and sin no more. Uh, and that really talks about the two parts of the grace message. One, no condemnation. Secondly, go sin no more. One, no condemnation. Secondly, go sin no more. That's the grace message, right? Uh, We know that uh, many places today, the grace message has has gone really off the scale in one direction. No condemnation, no condemnation. You can do whatever you want to do. You can go wherever you want to go and don't worry about it. You're good with God. 
But that's only half of the grace message. The Lord said as well, go sin no more. Under the grace message, he talks about no condemnation and he gives you the power to sin no more. And we're going to talk about that today. Lord willing, Jesus will make you free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that's the second part of the grace message. We're not just going to live down here in, in, in this life just after our own pleasures, being part of the me church that we talked about earlier. If you're part of the me church, the me church will find an eternity in an eternal hot summer. Put it that way. Okay, in a, in a darkened place. So it's not about us. It's about Jesus and fulfilling his will, his purposes and plans in the earth. Amen. Amen. Tell your neighbor, it's all about Jesus. It's all about him. It's all about him. So let's just be direct. Amen. So after he, after he has that whole encounter, he tells him, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me, he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Very important words. Now let's go down to verse 28 and I'm going to read uh, verse 28 through 36. So just pardon me as I read the scripture, trying to get it in your hearing. Amen. Amen. Verse 28 says, then said Jesus unto them, when you have lifted up the son of man, then shall you know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself. But as my father have taught me, I speak these things. And he that sent me is with me. The father have not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. As he spake these words, many believed on him. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth and the truth what? Shall make you free. They answered him, we be Abraham's seed and were never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, we shall be made free? Jesus answered them, verily, verily, I say unto you. Now, here we go. Here we really get into it now. You ready for this? Jesus saith unto them, verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto you, whosoever committed sin is a servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. Verse 36. Help me read verse 36. Ready? Let's go. If the son, therefore, shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Again, we want to speak from the subject of today. Uh, Jesus will make you free. Jesus will make you free. Hallelujah. He said again, if the sons therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Now, I want you to notice something. And, and in uh, verse um, 32, it says, and you shall know the truth and truth shall make you free. So the question as we go to our board here, the question we need to ask after this free, Jesus will make you free. The question would be anybody free I love it. I love these students. Free from what? Free from what? It is the what that we want to engage in today. Free from what? You tell people, Jesus will make you free. Free from what? You tell people, Jesus will save you. Save me from what? It's not enough just to uh, make bold statements. You're going to have to be able to back up uh, your statement or your question. I mean, you're making a statement. He'll make you free. He will save you. Save me from what? He'll free me. Free me from what? 
Yeah, unless you know the answer to these, you can't really appropriate his word for your life. You've got to know what. You've got to know what. Are you hearing? So let's go back. I want to show you some things. And really the verse, verse 34 uh, really rounds out and gives us a good round answer for this. And everything else backs up with what 34 says. Verse uh, 34 says again, uh, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. All right. First, there are two dimensions of this. Free from what? Free from what? What is the what? Two dimensions. One, sin. He will make me free from sin. Woohoo! That's great. Free from sin. That's wonderful. But that is only the first dimension of that. That is not the whole story. And uh, we're going to go through this and I will show you what the whole story is, or at least as much as the Lord has shown me. Are you hearing? He says, whosoever um, uh, committed sin is the servant of sin. Now, understand, uh, we said before that this is this is John, the eighth chapter. And in John, the eighth chapter, the Lord mentions the word sin or the word sin is mentioned eight times. And this is something that the Lord is dealing with. And also in the eighth verse, we find the Lord uh, kneeling on the ground, writing on, uh, writing on the ground with his finger. I've told you that uh, many times in the temple uh, that the flooring was made of stone. Flooring was made of stone, much like here we have concrete, but the flooring is made of stone inside of the temple, not just dirt floors. So he's writing with his finger on stone. What does that mean? You find a picture. That's a picture, prophetic picture of God. Once again, taking his finger, writing on stone. When did it happen again? When it happened the first time, we know that it happened with the Ten Commandments as God wrote the Ten Commandments with his finger. So we know that he's writing and the Ten Commandments were written. Really, the, the law was given uh, to show us uh, the wickedness of sin, to reveal to us sin so that we would know that we needed a savior. Amen. Uh, man said, we can do it. We can follow all your word, Lord. The answer is in us. The power is within us to do all of your will, to be right all the time. God said, really? Okay, here's the law. Show me. Show me that you can do good and that you can be good all the time. Show me. Well, the law revealed the, the sin and they understood. No, we can't do this. So the purpose of the law, again, was to reveal sin to show men how exceedingly sin was. And then for man, second part, to cry out for God, for the Messiah, for the Savior that would come and deliver them from their sins. Are you hearing? So, um, so we see a picture here again of the Lord Jesus riding on the ground um, in uh, the eighth verse here. Writing a new law, I believe, writing a new law, a law of grace. Understand the word of grace is twofold. Here again, no condemnation. And secondly, go sin no more. Grace gives you the power to sin no more. And this is one of the things the Lord is talking about. He said, if you continue in my word, then will you be my disciples indeed? And you shall know the truth and truth shall make you free. Verse 34, um, whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. He's talking about being made free from sin, but not just sin itself. There is something more. There's something so much more deeper that I want to show you here. Uh, the word committed here in the Greek is uh, poyeo. Say poyeo. Oh, I love it when you speak Greek. 
poyeo. Now, poyeo, as here again, we're talking about the word committed here, committed in verse number 34. Whosoever committed sin is the servant of sin. So as we hear the, hear the word committed, we're talking about poyeo. And poyeo means to make, to produce, to bear, to shoot forth. Can we write that on the board for you? Sure. Come on, let's go to the board again. So, uh, okay, he says committed. All right, commit it, commit. Let's do the short form of that, yes. <laughs> commit of sin. What? I'm trying to reserve space. You have it on the screen. Whoever committed sin, right? He said, is the servant of sin. Servant of sin. So we said last time that when you look at sin, you're really talking about servitude. Okay, you're in sin, you're in some sort of servitude. You talk about servant, then there's got to be somebody pulling the strings. There's got to be a what? There's going to be a master, somebody pulling the strings. So as long as we are in sin, we are the servant of sin, and that means someone is pulling the strings. There's a master. And who do you think the master is? It's not God. You're talking, then you're going to have to talk about the devil, small d. Are you hearing? Make it real little. Tammy said, make it real little. Give him no honor whatsoever. All right. So the Lord said, he who commits sin. Now, so we're talking about sin. Uh, what do we say it means again? It means to produce. The word sin, a uh, poyeo, means to produce. It means to make. Produce, make. It means to shoot forth. All right, so think about that. Whoever is producing sin, whoever is making, make this a, whoever is making sin, whoever is shooting forth sin, okay? So this really talks about some sort of incubation period. Think about a woman in labor or, or a woman carrying a baby. Whoever is Producing, It's coming out. And that course talks about uh, the book of James. James first chapter, when lust hath conceived, it brings forth sin and sin. When it is finished, it brings forth death. All right. So what is Jesus making us free from? I'm giving you the short version of a lot of this right now because we have to go further. He's making us free from this incubation period. Whether we want all of our lives continue to produce, pop out sin babies. You understand? Because once that sin baby is released, it's going to grow up and it's going to cause someone else to sin. Think about it. Someone has in their mind, I want to kill so-and-so, and they eventually do kill so-and-so. Murder. Well, that person is murdered, but that person has loved ones, and then that, their loved ones begin to hate the person that killed them. Then they think about doing bad things to them. Are you hearing? Lust, someone goes in lust and they have so much lust, they go in, they go in, um, rape someone, and then, and then that goes on. That person begins to get an unforgiveness and whatever, or then someone desires to take revenge, and sin begat sin, begat sin, begat sin, begat sin, begat sin, begat sin. Are you hearing? So, in, in effect, what the Lord's saying is that I will remove you from that system. Good God, that's good. You've got to understand that. 
He said, I'll remove you from the system. You will no longer be a producer of the sin baby. So I'll, in effect, take you out of that. Take you out of it. Now, does that mean that the born-again believer will stop sinning? No, those of you that are born again know that that does occur, unfortunately, from time to time. We're still trying to get it right. Amen? But there's a difference between an instance of sin and a lifestyle of sin. There's a difference between, oops, I fell and I'm wallowing in, I'm, I'm putting mud on me, and I'm just swimming in the mud. I'm just swimming in the mud, backstroking in the mud. I like the mud. There's difference in that and in, oh my goodness, I'm dirty again. Oh, let me find something to wash me off. Let me find something to wash me off. One is comfortable and the other one is not. Okay? So one, the Lord says, I will make you free from this system. He also changes not only, of course, there are spiritual changes and soulless changes, but there are also changes uh, in our consciousness where we no longer see those things as good or pleasurable or something to be desired, which, of course, talks about Genesis 3. All right. Now, at times we can be tricked. We can be tempted and we can fall to temptation. If you haven't fallen to temptation, Keep your mouth closed because you're lying. <laughs> just say it right there. Just, just keep looking ahead. We won't know that you're telling lies. Okay? From time to time, we will be tricked. We will be duped. Okay? But the more we walk with the Lord, the more we'll understand these tricks and deceptions of the enemy, and the more we'll see it. Oh, that's a trick. I don't want, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. And then we continue to walk on with him. Amen. Amen. All right. So let's look a little bit further here. Did y'all get something out of that? This is so, so wonderful. So as a matter of fact, the word uh, free there in verse 32 uh, means to make free, set at liberty from the dominion of sin. This is wonderful. That's verse 32. Let me read verse 32 again. It says, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That is free from the dominion of sin. So understand something. Let's put these two together. Verse three, rather 32 talks about us being free from the dominion, dominance of sin, control of sin. That is, that is sin being our master. And then in verse uh, 34, the Lord said, uh, whosoever commit, rather, uh, verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is a servant of sin. So not only is he releasing us from the dominance, that master-servant relationship, but he's also uh, canceling that incubation cycle where we won't produce, continue to produce and reproduce sin in the earth. Again, sin produces sin, even more sin. Okay, unless the cycle is broken. What would happen if everyone on the planet, um, they receive the Lord, they receive the truth of God's word. We're going to look in here. What would happen to sin if everyone, if if everyone on the planet were to allow Jesus to break that cycle? What would happen to sin? Eventually it would be gone. Right. But because people are still incubating it. They're still producing it, still making it. It's still shooting forth. Right now, it's pop, 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 pop. I mean, at the club, pop, pop, pop. 
Different places, pop, 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 they're shooting out sin babies, lying, cheating, manipulating, all that pop, 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 and sin. Uh, when it comes your way, it'll come in the form of temptation. They'll do something to you, and then you'll be tempted to do something to them. And when we fall into temptation, it comes, it becomes sin. Remember, to be tempted is not sin. Jesus was tempted in all points, just as you and I, but he did not sin. Temptation is not the sin. It becomes sin when we fall prey and do what the temptation has been telling us to do. Does that make sense to you? All right, so we're going to be tempted, but we don't have to fall. Hallelujah. Oh, that's good word there. That's good word, Jesus. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. We're eating this. Now, I want to show you um, this Greek word, uh, committed, uh, poieo, say poieo. This is find, found in several other places in the scripture as it relates to this. So I want you to hear these. You can just write this down if you want or just turn with me. Most of them are in First uh, John, the third chapter. So I'll give you a moment to uh, to get that. First John, the third chapter. Um, and we'll look at some more uses of poyeo. So remember, Jesus will make us free, free from what? Free from sin, yes, but not only sin, but from the committal of sin, from the dominance of sin. Now, this is powerful. As you're getting First John, let me bring some other things to your attention. Uh, back in John 8, verse 31, it says again, Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word. Really want to get into that. Uh, then are you my disciples indeed. He says, then, if you continue my word, then. All right, I want you to know there are two time periods uh, as it relates uh, to this whole experience of us being free from sin, of us being free from the incubation period. The Lord says, if you, be, if you continue in my word, and then, of course, we know if is a big, is a huge word, Right? If you continue my word, and then he uses the word, then are you my disciple indeed, and you shall, rather, then are you my disciples indeed, verse 32, and you, what, shall, and you shall know truth, and the truth shall make you free, right? You shall know truth, and the truth shall make you free. Are there two uses of the word shall here, so we'll say uh, times two. Then means when at that moment. So we can say and an, it's an ever present now. The moment that you decide to continue, there's an ever present now. What happens then? You'll be his disciple at that moment, which means you don't have to wait until this process is finished to be his disciple. You can be his disciple right now. OK, but then he says the result, the end result of this, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Even though becoming a disciple is instantaneous, this process here is for a future time. Oh, keep talking, Holy Ghost. What does that tell you? That tells me that even though I'm a disciple now, sometime I can still trip up in that. Because I'm not finished yet. Okay? The Lord talks about being a disciple. Disciple means a follower, one who's following. One is ahead of us, and we're following in his footsteps. And as we follow him, truth is revealed. And the more truth is revealed, the more it sets me free from that. So if I am, if I am a born-again believer, and if I'm 
beating myself up. Oh, God, I did this again. Oh, God, I did that again. I just got saved and I, I did this again. Understand something. Being free from that is a process. There's a shall. There are two shalls. Future event. As we go, we are freed. As we go, we are freed. It's in the journey freedom comes. Freedom comes in the journey. Deliverance is not always an event. It is a journey. Oh, somebody needs to hear that again. Deliverance is not always an event. It's a journey. Yes, some people can be delivered. The Lord may choose to deliver some people from drugs just like that. Bang. Never, never had another taste again. Alcohol just like that. Bang. Never had another taste again or whatever. Just like that. But in other times, the Lord will set us on a journey and he will free us as we go. Are you hearing? Now, whose choice is it, whether it's instantaneous or a journey? One thing we know is not yours. It's not your choice. And I also know it's not the devil's choice either. It's God's. Okay, he decides whether it's today or little bit by little bit by little bit. Amen. So be encouraged. Be encouraged. Amen. All right. So let me show you some uh, more use of this word. Uh, poyeo. Poyeo. First uh, John, the third chapter. Won't you see this? It says, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. The word doeth here is poyeo. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth or produces righteousness. He that makes righteousness or he that um, has righteousness shooting forth from him is righteous. Now, that's powerful, isn't it? So, prayeo is not only used for sin, making sin babies. You can tweet that if you want. Not only used for making sin babies, but you can also make righteous babies. Okay? Now, I'm not, oh my God, I'm not talking about making a physical child going to make somebody physically pregnant. You understand? <laughs> Pastor Out said me, today for me to go and fornicate, and it's okay. No, I did not. You're lying, and the truth ain't in you. I did not say that. Are you hearing me? I'm talking about works of righteousness. Hallelujah. Or compared to works of sin. Is that clear? Is that clear? All right. So here again, we can have works of righteousness. We can produce works of righteousness. And he that produces works of righteousness to produce it and continue to produce it. Okay. Is righteous. Uh, Let's look at verse 38. He that committeth. All right. There's the word again. He that committeth. He that committeth sin is of the devil. Okay, he that is producing, constantly producing, constantly making sin is constantly shooting forth from him. The Bible says is of the devil. Think about that for a moment. Now, we can see that is of the devil or is relating to the devil. And we can see that because if they're constantly producing sin, then we know that there is a servant master relationship. They're the servant. The devil's the master. So anyone that is constantly producing, that has not been taken out of the system by the precious blood of Jesus, their lifestyle, their way is of the devil. And this reminds me, Minister Frank, it reminds me of the Matrix. It really does. It really does. I'm telling you, Rob, it does. If you have not been liberated from the system, you're still in the system. 
And those enemies can jump in and out of you anytime they want to. But Jesus said, I've come to deliver you from the system. I've come to pull you out so that you will not produce sin, so that you will not produce works of sin on a continual basis. I've come to deliver you from the dominance of sin, come to pull you out of that and take you into the real world. Oh, that's good. So again, he says he, this is uh, 1 John 3, 8. He that committeth poyeo sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Oh, get this. This is so good. Make me want to kick my leg out. Here it is. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might, what? Destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. And then what the Lord just told us there in John 8, he said, if you continue my word, then you be my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Free from what? Free from the dominance or control of sin. Free from that servant-master relationship. Free from uh, incubating sin and popping it out. Pop, 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 pop. It comes then not as a lifestyle where we are swimming in, swimming in the mud. We are bathing in the mud. Now we begin to detest it and want to get out of it. Now we're looking for the holes to wash ourselves off. Difference between the children of the light and the children of darkness. Are you hearing? They need to be liberated, needed to be, need to be set free. And only Jesus can do that. Amen. All right, let's look at verse 9. It says, whosoever is born of God, I love this, love this. Whosoever is born of God doeth, that's poyeo. Whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin. If you're born of God, you are no longer part of that system. That's what they're saying. You're no longer part of that system. You do not continually have a lifestyle of this. You're not producing, continually producing sin. Why is that God? For his, that is God's seed, remains in him, in us. And he cannot, say cannot. Cannot. Say cannot. cannot. Now that is a definite word. He cannot, what? Sin, because he is born of God. Obviously, we know that uh, Scripture is not talking about we cannot or we will never have incidences of falling to temptation. No, because we know that's still happening. Well, the word is talking about is that sin making process. He cannot have a lifestyle of sin. He cannot continue to practice it. Cannot with the clean conscience. You can't stay in it. Once you have smelled the funk, you want to get it off of you. Are you hearing? Once the Lord has liberated your sinuses. Oh, oh, God. Oh, oh. Oh. Have I been? Oh, my goodness. Oh, 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 Once the Lord has liberated your senses, you don't want to do it anymore. But it's pleasurable when we're in it. Oh, yeah, let me have some more, man. Yeah, let me have some more, whatever. Yeah, let's do it again. Let's go there. It's no big deal. But once you see it for what it is, oh, oh, no, please. You start fanning and waving. You don't want that in your life anymore. But if we're still comfortable in it, that means that the truth has not yet been revealed. The blinders have not yet been taken off. But when they are taken off, 
then we begin to detest that and see how gross it is and really believe and, and know that that type of action is beneath us. I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to go there anymore. You understand? The process of really God producing sons in the earth, sons and daughters in the earth, causing us to rise above those things that are of the world. Now, does the enemy hate that? Of course he does, because he at once had rule or control or dominance over you. You understand? Understand, because of sin, a lot of people lie. Scheme, connive, get up middle of the night, start walking, doing stuff, going out here. Something, there's an, there's an invisible force that's pulling on them, causing them to do these things that they ought not do. Somebody can remember what I'm talking about. Even when you didn't want to do it, you find yourself doing it anyway. There was a puppet master at work, a puppet master at work pulling you, making you spin this and do this and do this and do that. So the Lord said, hey, if you believe in me, if you, can, if you continue in my word, then will you be my disciple, indeed my follower, my learned one, my pupil. And you will know the truth and the truth shall make you free. God said, I'll cut the strings of the puppet master. Amen. I'll cut the strings. Are you hearing? No longer will you be under the control and dominance of sin. So what happens now, we have to begin to renew our mind in the word of God. Because so long we've been puppets on the devil's string. He said, jump, we said, how high? Drink, we did it. Smoke, we did it. Snort, we did it. Party, we did it. Whatever, we did it. If it felt good, we did it. Right? But now we're beginning to get a sense Mm, some funk is going on here. <laughs> now we're beginning to get a sense and we're beginning to wake up. We're beginning to, anybody beginning to wake up? Amen. We're beginning to wake up. You begin to wake up when you see, oh, this is not quite right. So of course, when you begin to wake up, the enemy wants to put you back to sleep. And how is he going to put you back to sleep? By bringing those old things that used to tempt you, those old things that make you feel good, bringing those things back to you. Oh, take this. Yeah, yeah, take this. Don't wake up. Yeah, yeah, because he wants you back under his control. And what was the issue or what was the, the object of control? Sin. What is that object in, object in your life? I don't know. You'll have to, you know, between you and God, you know what the enemy used to keep you under subjection. So he'll try to bring those things back up. And then once we fall into it, he'll bring his two buddies, his two secret weapons along. He'll bring shame. He'll bring guilt. He says, now you did it. Now look at you. You're supposed to be saved. Now look at you. You're supposed to be with Jesus. Now look at you. You're not you're better than nothing. Right. And then what? Here's the person uh, newly saved, truly born again, truly disciple of Christ. Now they're swimming in shame, guilt and condemnation. And so the enemy says, I got you now because now you won't go back. If you're ashamed, if you're guilty, you won't show up in the God's presence. If you're ashamed, if you're guilty, you won't ask for what is yours, for what is right. But remember, Jesus said, uh, especially in the book of Romans, there is now there's therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Why is that? To continue in sin? No. But to realize when we are there, when we fall and we fall and we trip and we get there, we declare the word. No, this condemnation is not coming from Christ. 
And if this condemnation is not coming from Christ, that means I don't have to submit to it. I can declare who I am in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am a disciple, I am a son of God, and that shell moment shall come. Are you hearing? Hallelujah. So we don't need to feel fear. We don't need to feel the um, the fear, guilt, the shame, the condemnation. It was done. It was an action. And that action does not define you. You are not defined by an action. Hallelujah. Oh, we're getting good. Uh, John one verse um, chapter three again, verse nine. Next verse down. It says, whosoever uh, Again, whosoever is born of God doeth not commit sin, no longer an incubator. Why? For his seed, or that is God's seed, remains in him. Now you've got the divine substance of God inside of you. His Holy Spirit is now on the inside of you. Remember, if you have not the Spirit of God, you are none of his. Now the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. Greater is he who is within you than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. Well, how do I receive the Holy Spirit? Receive Jesus Christ, become born again. The Holy Spirit moves in. Amen? All right. Um, uh, It says, and he cannot sin, that is, he cannot practice sin or remain in that condition because he is born of God. Verse 10, in this the children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. Two children, two races living on the planet. Are you hearing? Two races living on the planet. The children of God are manifest and the children of the devil. And he, I love the way the Lord breaks it down. Here we go. Whosoever doeth, that is proyeo, produce, bring forth, shoot forth. Whosoever uh, doeth not righteousness is not of God. Neither is he that loveth not his brother. Okay. Now the devil can be transformed as an angel of light. He can make himself look like an angel. He can do a righteous act, but he cannot continue to do righteous acts. Are you understanding? Like us, we can do an unrighteous act, a sin, but we cannot continue to do unrighteous acts. Why? Because the Holy Spirit's on the inside of us telling us, hey, 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 now, hey, 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 slow your roll, buddy. You know, this is wrong. Hey, 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 we can't do it. Just like the enemy cannot continue to do righteous acts. If someone comes to you and say, hey, I'm going to do this good thing for you. Okay, great. If they can, if they continue to do it with no strings attached, then, hey, you've got something good there. But many times they'll do one righteous act to lure you in, to lure you in, to pull you into some other bad stuff. They cannot continue in the righteous acts. In this we see manifest the children of God and the children of the devil. The children of God cannot continue in unrighteous acts. It's not in us. We can't. It's, it's not a part of us. And the children of the devil cannot continue in, in righteous acts. Did I say that right? The children of the devil cannot continue in righteous acts. It's not in them. And the children of God cannot continue in unrighteous acts. It's not in us. Okay? Both sides may be able to do one or two but it's going to have to stop because it's not in them. Unrighteousness and this type of sin is no longer in us. We're going to have to stop it. We can't continue in it. It begins really to mess with us because we're, we weren't, we're not there anymore. Amen. Let's go and uh, bring this in for a close today. There's so much more. Oh my goodness. Are you guys getting this today? 
Let's go back up to John, um, uh, John 8. Let me show you just a few other things here that will help us. I pray that you're getting this and get this next part because this will help us in part four of this. Jesus will make you free on next week if the Lord uh, be willing to take us there next week. Okay? Understanding this will help you go further. And I, I want to admonish you again, get the app, hear the message again, get the CD, hear it again, hear it again, hear it again, and get it in you, okay? You are not your action. Okay, you sin, you are not that sin. God has delivered you from that. Okay? Once you see something here, and let's go back to verse uh, 31 as we begin to close here. 831, are you guys still with me today? Are anybody getting something out of this today? John 8:31 says this. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If you or if ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples what? Indeed. indeed. Say indeed. indeed. Say indeed. indeed. Say indeed. indeed. All right. What did I just ask you to say? Indeed. All right. I want to burn that in. He said, if you continue my word, then you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and truth shall make you free. Verse 33, then answered him, uh, we be Abraham's seed, and we're never in bondage to any man. How says thou, you shall be made free? Verse 34, Jesus answered them, verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. Verse 35, the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. Verse 36, if the Son, therefore, shall make you free, ye shall be free, what? Indeed. indeed. Say indeed. indeed. Now, two uses of the word indeed here, and they're two different Greek words, two different meanings. I'm glad you want to know where they are. Because it adds to what this is saying. Hear me. It adds to what this is saying. Well, the Lord says, uh, you continue my word, then are you my disciples indeed? Uh, this is the, the Greek word, uh, alethos, yes, alethos. And alethos means truly, of a truth, in reality, most certainly. Okay, most certainly. Now, both indeeds, uh, the first one here again is alethos, and the very last one we, we said is uh, antos. Antos is the Greek word there for the last one. Now hang with me, we're about to, about to close. So it's alephos and antos. Can we say that? Alephos and antos. Okay, cook you some toast. So the first one being his disciples indeed, that's alephos. And it means most certainly, most certainly of a surety. If you continue in his word, you will be his disciples indeed, most certainly. Meaning there's nothing you and I can do to mess that up. Just keep following after him and you begin to receive these benefits. Keep following after him. You'll be his disciples most certainly. And as you are his disciple, most certainly you will begin to glean truth. The Lord will begin to show you truth in a church service. Yes. At home to your own private Bible study. Yes. As you're driving down the road to work. Yes. As you're watching a cartoon. Yes. The Lord can show you truth in anything. He can reveal his heart to you. Show you. This is what I meant about this. He will show you truth. As you're sitting outside looking up, he can show you truth. 
as you are his disciples, most certainly. Now, the last part, uh, untos, let's look at that one again. Verse 36, he said, if, if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Indeed. Now, he's about to rag, he's sort of ragging on the Pharisees and Sadducees here. Because um, antos is something completely different. Now, both indeeds do mean truly in reality. But antos means um, uh, as opposed to what is pretended, fictitious, false, or conjecture. In other words, if you follow me, you're really going to be free. Not pretending free. That is not with conjecture, not a false freedom. And see, that talks, as we close here, it talks about really, I see another picture of the end time church. There are a lot of people that are in church that say they know the Lord and they can pretend very well to be free. We know how to speak Christianese, hallelujah, do a jerk, do a jiggle. We know how to blow on our skin to get goosebumps. Look, see, there it is right there. I'm feeling the spirit. I'm feeling him. We know how to pervert things. But the Lord said here again, if you are my disciple, truly his disciple, you'll be his. If you contain his word, then you are his disciple. Most certainly you'll know the truth. Truth will make you free. Uh, And this freedom that he's speaking about is not a pretending one. So the scribes and Pharisees, they had legalism. And many of them were pretending to be free. That's why he said, uh, when he said, you'll be free, they said, we be Abraham's seed and have never known bondage to any man. That's a lie because even back there with God prophesied Abraham, your children are going to be in bondage for 400 years in Egypt. Already, you know, and not to mention they were already under Roman rule and oppression at that time, giving that tribute to Caesar. So they were under man's control even at that point. But they said, no, 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 we've never been bondage to anybody. And doesn't that sound like many of us? I have no need to repent. I'm good just the way I am. I'm holy just the way I am. Really? No need to change, really? So he said, if you follow me, follow what I say, do what I say, do what I do. Basically, do what I do. A follower is someone that does what the other person in front of them does. If I'm following you, if, I'm, if I have a motorcycle, Brother Frank has a motorcycle, hmm, and uh, he says, follow me, we're going to go up the road there, there's a place you don't know, well, I'm going to take, when he makes a right turn, I'm going to make a right turn. If he makes a left, I'm going to make a left. Why, if I don't, I'm going to get lost. So when you're following someone, you do what they do, right? Lord said, just follow me. And as you're following me, you'll be my disciple indeed. And as you're following me, you're going to know truth. And that truth is going to make you really free, not a pretend freedom like these other guys, not a pretend freedom, but a true and lasting freedom. Jesus will make you free. I pray you receive the word of God today. We're done. Give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Hallelujah. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. 
And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.